Welcome to the Snap No Tap, and I've got to tell you, we've had a lot of great guests since we've been on. We've been on almost a year, but this is the man. This is the guy. For all of you guys that were involved with following me because of the lost art of hooking, we got him. We got the one and only, the real deal, the true Mr. Bruce H. Lee. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Hello, hello. It's good to be here. <laughs> So wait, what, what's the deal with the music that I was hearing earlier? That jazz accordion. Yeah. Did you pick did you pick that? Yeah, that was my accordion teacher. Um okay. of course you picked that, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't think you met him. Did you in Chicago? No, but I have heard and seen uh Tony play accordion. So <laughs> and he, he can play, I, I will say that. One day you should come on here with your accordion and show him a few things. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think you've ever heard me play the drums. That was my thing, too. But I, Javier heard me play one time at, years ago at, in Stone Park. Um, but, yeah, Bruce, it's, it's so awesome to see you. And, man, let's just get right into it because people always ask me, have you seen Bruce? And I tell them, well, he, he kind of lives in Chicago, but he doesn't. He's in California all the time. So I never get to see you. So tell us what he's been doing the last 25 years. It's been a little bit, right? Um I can't remember when I talked to you last. I think definitely when when Kevin passed, I think we talked for a little bit. Yeah. Joe and I were actually talking about that before all this. Um, so I've been living in California on and off here and there for, this is year number five. I moved out here to open the office or, you know, for, my, uh, for the company I work for. Um, and before that, you know, I, I think... It's just you move, Tony moved around a little bit uh, back in those days. And the last gym was by the airport. Yeah. And I, I started to work a lot of long, long, long hours. And I mean, like 12 to 15 hours a day kind of hours um, for I did that for a lot of years. So I think ultimately that's what happened is he, he got a little further. And then I had to, you know, work more hours during the day. And I just kind of you know, stop working out and stop wrestling in general and then start just focusing more on work, hoping someday I could retire. I wasn't what thinking is, about that back in those days. So it's been a while. <laughs> what is it that you do, Bruce? Uh, I mean, the recruiting, staffing business. So when you and I first met, I was in social services. You remember that? I was running uh, homes and things like that for in Chicago for boys age 12 to 18. Um, then you got into the recruitment. I remember that. Then I got burned out. And then 
I was recruiting in the same company, same thing I was doing ish. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so the, yeah, I've been doing the same thing for a long time now. Tony, you look the same. I was worried for a little bit. I saw some of those pictures. I was like, you know, um, I don't know how long ago those, some of those pictures are from. And but no, you look good. I was kind of worried. I see a decrepit old dude, but <laughs> yeah, you're holding up pretty good. I've been on. Well, thank you, Bruce. I've been under a lot of lot a lot of stress with my mother, especially and everything. You know, having a whole nine yards in. Right, right. Yeah, I just made a determination to get back into, uh, you know, some some sort of shape, and uh, you know, I'll I'm gonna bet I'm gonna go back to hitting the, the weights pretty hard starting tomorrow. So a couple more months, I'll get, you know, I'll be back. But I want to tell everybody before we get too far into this podcast, like an an attention getter. I've said this many times, but I don't know who follows us anymore. But I've I've been lucky that I've had some of the best coaching ever and not just in martial art related stuff or whatever but music and this and that so i've seen a lot of good instructors but no one i've ever seen be able to teach anything as good as bruce he's the best coach of anything i've ever oh, seen thank you he has a way with people i'm hyper right i get oh bruce is like hey you know it's all good you know let's go to woodstock <laughs> Let me put on my jeans. Are there any hippie chicks around? So that's how Bruce is. He's like so laid back and mellow. And he has. And, a- and, and still open to hippie chicks. Yeah. For the record, there are no rings on this finger. And if, if, if there are any hippie chicks watching this or listening, please hit me up. Yes, they should. I mean, and you know, any hippie chick that wants to go for authentic Chinese food, we're not talking about fried rice and egg rolls now, but like where the menu is in like Cantonese or something, you got to go with Bruce because he used to take us to Chinatown for the best Chinese food there is. That that place has grown quite a bit now, right? The Chinatown in Chicago is a lot bigger than the, what it used to be when we used to go there. Yeah, well, I don't go there. I mean, it's weird because I tried to go there once without you, and they were kind of like, eh, no, we don't really want well, you here. You know, you got to know the password. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the old country buffets that we used to go after workout yeah. sometimes? Like you, me, Martin, and uh, Brian, and Costa would be like all starving and just looking for a place to eat. You know, that's funny. Be- uh, years ago, okay, Bart Connor, who was an Olympic gymnast, I think he was on the 84 team or something. He was a Chicagoan. He ended up getting married to um, Nadia Comaneci. Everybody knows her. But one of the things that Bart Connor said was, the hardest part about when he retired from gymnastics is he put on weight because they used to eat nothing but like McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, all that fast food shit uh, in Olympic villages or wherever they were training. And it was fine because they, they worked out so hard with the gymnastic training, they burned it all off. And that's how we were. At least I was. I could eat anything I wanted back then because I was lifting and working out so much. You know, It, it, it is so true. I'll tell you, when I actually first met Tony, when I first moved to Chicago from uh, Minnesota, that's where I'm, I'm from. I went to college and, and Russell was in the great state of Minnesota. And, and then I moved to Chicago with my ex-girlfriend and fiance. And then I met Tony. I was a vegetarian uh, during that time. I was a vegetarian for t- 10 years of my life from 20 to 30. Um, and, but I was doing it all wrong. I was eating um, all the creamy stuff, all the fried stuff, anything that wasn't meat. 
but it was, but everything else was bad, right? Potato chips, right? That was vegetarian, so you should eat more of that. Uh, I just remember eating all that crappy stuff. So you know, it's funny you mentioned that too. I've been kind of trying to get back into it a little bit um, here and there. So in 2013, I got so fat and bloated at that point in time, I bought a new car, Tony, thinking that, you know, ah, I'm just getting big or I'm all growing this car um, because I was uncomfortable. It was the last Wrangler I had. Um, and, and a few months after I got in this bigger car, I was like, you know what? I'm still uncomfortable in this car. You're just fat, dude. <laughs> Face it and, uh, and and start doing something about it. Yeah, most so, people get new pants. Yeah, no, I just, I'm like, I'm wiggling around. I'm not comfortable. You know, I'm you know, digging my junk out all the time in this car. You know how it is when you get so fat, you got rolls and, you know, things get moist and, you know, it's a disgusting feeling. So, um, so literally... I started working out again. So I, I used to go to these waves up and downs. I'll get in really good shape and I let myself go for a while. And then I get in good shape again. Um, so since 2013, since that incident, I was actually able to keep it for a little bit. Um, the first thing I did, I started getting up early in the morning. So I said, no matter what, I'm working out at least four days a week. The goal was six but I had no time. So I had to get up at 5.30 in the morning. So I did that. I got up at 5.30 in the morning and worked out for five days a week for four years, four, almost four and a half years. Um, and then I kind of got lazy after four and a half years. So I didn't do anything for like six months. Um, and, and then uh, my new thing, Tony, I, for the last year and a half, two years, minus COVID-ish, I've been playing ping pong. But but not like basement kind of ping pong. I, I started playing ping pong thinking I was really good because I had kicked everybody's butt in every garage and basement. I got all here. I was like, you know, after I got sick of doing all the, you know, all those workouts, right? Like staying in shape and all that. It was ping pong. I showed up. <clears throat> I, got, I got a teacher. I got a coach. I showed up to a group class. It was all kids. I was the tallest person in class and I'm 5'8". And I was the oldest. There were like seven-year-old girls. I mean, the oldest person was like a 12, 13, maybe 14-year-old. Um, and then that was my first coach. But I had a really bad experience with him. He would, before I kind of like knew anything, any like literally know anything, we were just hitting the ball back and forth. He started encouraging me to go to these leagues and tournaments. And then he would be like, oh, go play more. He was right, except he was, he was feeding me to his other kids. So they were getting better and getting instructions. And I was just the guy that showed up and got his ass whooped. So I was getting beat by like seven-year-old girls. Oh, my God. I was like crying inside so much. If you know me at all, you were so sad. I was like literally going, how can this be? Um, so I dumped that guy. And then I got another coach. I was like, I need to go find somebody who like likes me and cares about me. Right? Not just feeding me, taking my money and feeding me to these other seven-year-old little girls, Tony. Oh, my God. It was so embarrassing. Little girls that would just be like, oh. <laughs> I'd just be like, where'd that go? And then be like, oh. be like, I didn't even see that. Or they serve, and then I, I touch the ball, and you just go flying. I had, like, no clue, you know. Um, so that's what I've been doing to stay in shape. And I'm a vegetarian again. 
because I watched a Netflix documentary on accident. I can ramble a lot, can I? I've just been talking. Well, I got, I remember, see if you remember this. The big catch wrestling Chicago showdown was you against Martin Witkowski for the ping pong championship of the martial arts world. And we went to the only place I knew that a ping pong table was at Polish bar where not anybody spoke English. And it was you against Martin. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but I won, didn't I? Yeah, I don't I remember that. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I was walking into Polish Unless bar. I lost, and that's why I was like, wiped it out of my memory. I do remember. Listen, Martin and I still would, throughout the years, even in the last five, 10 years, if I see him a little bit, I'll usually be like, come on, let's go play some ping pong. Because we went from like, come on, let's go wrestle to like, come on, let's go eat. And then now we're kind of like back, okay, let's go do something active. Come on, let's go play some ping pong at least. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I had a coach or a, a, a homeroom teacher in high school who, who was a, like a state champ in Ohio for his age group. He had a ping pong club, table tennis club, but I was never any good. Pool is my thing. But yeah, I remember that between you and Martin and uh, um, those, well, we had some good times. I mean, we knew how to work out, but we also knew how to, knew how to have fun and we had we had a lot of fun i, I miss well people. that that gym behind you is better than uh uh you know the, the back of kevin's tool and die shop that's oh, for sure far. look how fancy your place is well this is just uh you know the house that i live in i set this up uh, i found these mats see this was a bedroom and so i i was on craigslist a few years ago and i saw this wrestle uh, martial arts school she was selling some mats so i thought you know what I'm going to leave the bed. The bed was up against there. I said, I'm going to leave the bed and I'm just going to have like three or four mats. And then if people come to train, they can get up from their bed, come in here. So then um, I, I went and got the mats. I came back home. I laid them down. They fit so well. I'm like, let me think. I need to keep the spare room. So I measured the bed and I measured the space that I had in the basement in the other room and it fit. I'm like, I called the lady up and said, I'm coming for the rest of the mats that you have. And I did. Yeah. I ended up buying all of her mats. And I have a few, I had a few extra. So as you can see, I put them on the wall here. But yeah, this is really cool. So when people do like my Tri-C program, if they sign up, they can stay here. And now we don't have to go anywhere. We come right, right. down to the basement and work out, saves time. And but uh getting back to the thing with you with the vegetarian, my change in my diet. When I knew you, like when we used to go to um, Hooters, I'd have to have the mild wings or on rare occasions, medium. Now I'm able to eat really pretty hot stuff. Now, not like challenge winning a contest hot, but for me, I'm able to eat some more spicy foods. So that's been my main change. But um, that's good. Well, I, I'm. Oh, I was going to say I'm back as a I'm back to not eating meat. I'm, I don't know if I'm a vegetarian because I feel like I probably go back and forth eventually in my life. But right now for like the last year and since January 1st, 2020, I haven't had meat and I haven't drank really in like a little over a year, almost a year and a half. So that's part of like that's just really the secret I'm discovering to keeping your weight down. And being in somewhat of a decent shape is even if you don't work out, if you eat right and cut out the alcohol, holy shit, it's amazing what he does for you. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you another thing with the alcohol thing, even if the alcohol itself 
calorie-wise doesn't get you, man. The hangovers do as you get oh. older, man. Then you're like, oh, I ain't working out today, man. I'm sick. You know, the crazy thing is, so, you know, even back in the day, I, I was pretty banged up and, you know, everything would hurt. And then all of that, my joints only got worse over time. And, and a big part of that was because of what I was eating and consuming, putting in my body. My liver was like, you know, not doing so hot, I realized. Um, but ultimately, everything started getting flushed out thanks to COVID. I mean, that's the best thing that's happened to me during COVID. I had a chance to eat better and not drink. And, and I started to realize all of my aches and pains are gone. I don't wake up with any joint pain anywhere. I used to wake up and have to stretch everything and loosen it up before uh, I can even take a step sometimes because, you know, just my, my feet would hurt and my toes would hurt and, and everything would hurt. Um, but now, yeah, it, it's, I don't even know, man. I, I used to have a, uh, my gout started to like a growth on my ankle. So I, I hurt my ankle a bunch of times when I was wrestling. And then uh, that place started like shit started to grow inside my ankle and you uric acid you got to the size of a fist where it was crazy and then now it's like reversing itself and people said that really almost never happened and i just realized you know my liver wasn't pumping all that shit out because you know it was busy with all the bad stuff i was eating and all the alcohol i was drinking so you know that i know somebody that had that has or had i haven't seen him in a while that had the gout real bad and with him, it wasn't the alcohol that did it. It was certain foods that um, mm -hmm. prompted it. But yeah, I remember you with your bad ankles, and there was times, man, you would you'd sit there, you just roll them just to try to loosen up, and yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes you couldn't even wrestle. Dude, I feel like a new person. It's crazy. Well, you look you better know. than ever. You look great. Well, thank you. So hey, well, you know, I started this saying you, how good you look, so I won't kiss your butt again. Um. Yeah. There are two names I was thinking of once I started realizing this thing was going to happen. I, I kind of started, you know, revisiting everything that we've done together from like how we first met and that, you know, we wrestled in the basement. I think you told that story a whole bunch of times. Right. Can you guess? Now, this is really just you and I talking because other people aren't going to know these two names. I'm thinking two names, two particular names. They came in at the same time. One of them had a gym own a gym we taught classes out of there and you did more than i did and then one of them is no longer the person that we knew that person yeah. as i i know exactly who the two people you are you were talking about uh absolutely and i haven't seen either one of those people in 20 some years 20 okay at least 20 years more okay i was just curious yeah i had gotten an email from the gym owner um, telling me about the other person uh, and, and, and that had to be, I don't know, 2000, 2001, something like and, that. And I heard that from you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm okay. the one who's still here. So that was, yeah. So they, it's been, but I haven't physically seen these people since the nineties, you know, okay. people like us, we're in each other's lives forever. Even if we move away or things happen, yeah. Yeah. other just like two ships that pass in the night, I guess. But I'll tell yeah, you, I was just curious. Well, here's what speaking of all of that. So, all right, I don't want to get into too much of it, but 
basically people have always asked me, how did you and Bruce meet? So I'll make the condensed version here, the Cliff Notes version. Bruce used to post on the internet on a certain forum and I would just read. Um, I was new to uh, the internet, just getting my feet wet. Um, didn't know much about, you know, that kind of stuff. So I reached out to somebody and said, I really like this guy. He's the only guy I'm reading here that knows what he's talking about. And I told this person, can you give, he, you, you had the nickname Duck Under. I didn't even know your name. So I'm like, yeah. can you reach out to Duck Under and give him my phone number? Because I knew that you lived in Chicago. So I said, hey, I live in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. So Bruce ends up calling me. We talk on the phone and we decide that we're going to meet up. Um, I don't remember how, you know, maybe a week later or whatever. So we met at the parking lot of this restaurant called Checkers. It's a fast food. It's like a McDonald's. So Bruce and on Dempster Street, right? On Dempster, because we were going to work out in Morton Grove or wherever, and you were living in Smokey. Right. So okay. So and, anyhow, oh my I, God, I was trying to think whose basement we were in. I just, my guy. It was the gym owner's basement. Gym before the gym opened. So um, yes. So I get there before Bruce because I had a farther distance to drive so I'm waiting and then I all I knew that all I knew was that he was you know Chinese I didn't know what he looked like so all of a sudden here comes this jeep you know and out walks this guy and this is this is how Bruce walked Bruce comes out of the jeep and he's like this <laughs> I'm like oh my god it's freaking odd job from I used so, to get that all the time, all the I, time. He was a lot, for those who don't know Bruce, well, if you watch the Lost Star Hooking, you'll, you'll see him. Bruce was bigger than he is now. And I'm thinking, because we were playing to wrestle and shit, so I'm like, God, you know, man, here we go. I, why can't I get, you know, every Chinese martial art aficionado is built like Bruce Lee, okay, the other Bruce Lee, 130 right. pounds. I got to have this Bruce Lee, you know. So I'm like, but anyhow, it was great. And we've been, you know. I, that I thought the same thing, though. I was like, oh, fuck, he's big. Yeah, I was right. the first thing I thought. I go, oh, fuck, he's so fucking big. This is going to suck. You know, well, I was hoping for a smaller guy, right? Because smaller guys are, you know, if you're bigger, you have that weight advantage. It's, it's just easier by nature. That's all. Well, it is. But we had fun. And that was probably like yeah. 1995, you know. So we've known. 90, 96. 96. Okay. Yeah. 96 in the fall, 97 time frame at the latest? Yeah, it was 96. I know it wasn't because yeah. it was before I was dating this uh, one girl that I was in, dating. In, yeah, in, it was 96 in the fall, definitely, well, I think, because I moved years. to Chicago in 96 in the summer. Yeah, so 26, 25 years we've known each other. And then, oh, then wow. I, hey, from now on, we got to come to the Tula Dye Shop. And, you know, oh, it was just yep. – for for, for uh, I didn't really get to to know you as far as your coaching ability until you know we started training other people and I'm like well here Bruce why don't you show some um straight amateur stuff and the way you did it it was just the way you explained things and you were very very patient and you know we had a lot of some guys were great that came through the gym other guys really as you know weren't really into working out they just kind of wanted to show up and. Uh, isn't it like that with every gym? I guarantee you, still like that. Not even just gyms, but just like stuff in general. Yeah. You know, there, there's like the 
the hobbyists, the enthusiasts, and you know, people who are checking it out. But you know, not, like nothing wrong with any one of them. But you know, I wish people would just. We didn't. We were all pretty like quote unquote like hardcore because that's like what the thing that we like, right? And we yeah. were just there to to wrestle, to to learn, and to do top wrist locks and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like no one wanted to chit chat. So people like, came in and like to talk too much. We didn't really like them that much. Oh. I remember one time I got to tell everybody this one. So there was like seven, eight guys and it was all like pairing up. Right. So like student number one would go against me or, or Bruce student number two, three, four. And then finally, when it got to the one guy, right when it was his turn, Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Remember him? He always would try to hightail it to the bathroom. And finally we said, no, no bathroom breaks for you. There were all, all, yeah, always guys like that. But then you have a lot of guys who were like you meet throughout the years that, you know, really were into it, that were really, you know, like sort of on the same page as we were, right? That really was just, they wanted to learn, they wanted to work out, you know, that was the thing. So, yeah. Yeah. What you, you still talk to, uh, I know you talked to uh, Costa. I just saw his picture that he was on here. Uh, I know you talked to Martin from a little bit time to time because out of everyone, I probably talked to him the most. He lives closest to me in Chicago. Um, and he has a ping pong table in his backyard. <laughs> so um, I talked to Brian, not on the phone, but he texted me maybe a month ago, just checking in. So And then, uh, you know, so we all still kind of, you know, a little bit here and there, you know, uh, uh, throughout the years. So I'm definitely, I'll be back in town in August. Um, I got stuff going on on weekends. That's I, I go to Minneapolis. I have a company event and things like that, but I do have a couple of free ones and we should definitely get together. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to see you again and go from some yeah. time. Brian's been on the podcast a few times. He looks the same, you know, um, He's fatherhood, you know, uh, marriage. It's, yeah. you know, that's the thing. I was a little bit older than you guys, but pretty much I was in my mid-30s. Everybody was in their, like, 20s. And, you know, life goes on. Now people are married. The only one that was really married, I think, was Javier, and he had kids. Um, he already had those kids. Those kids have got to be, like, what, 40, 45 by now? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. His kids are older than me. Um, yeah, for sure. But, but that's the thing. Time changes. Life goes on. Like you, you moved. Brian moved. Brian went to school. People just. Well, do you, do you remember Brian? Brian was practically homeless, right? Yeah. He was an ex-Marine, like moving around. Just Brian was like um, the character. Well, Kung Fu is a bad comparison. Brian was like the the perennial martial arts student at that point, he was going from like anywhere any to anyone who would teach him anything. He, yeah. he was like the wandering warrior. Well, he had a lot of natural uh, athletic ability, but more importantly, he had the mindset, you know, oh. he would pick your brain or he'd pick my brain and he'd really want to learn. Yeah. So you still He's talk like, to Javier? Yeah. He, well, I haven't since much during the COVID, no, but he was on the show and then, uh, I used to see him once a month when we were doing seminars. Again, that's a couple I, of years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did remember seeing that because I, I remember seeing him leg locking people all over the world now. Yeah, so, he should be. He was good. You know, he, you know, yeah. he had time and effort in. 
What can you say, Rub man? Paid his dues. Rubber. He was a rubber yeah, yeah. man, even back in those days. Yeah. Gumby. Gumby. Yeah. Uh, let's so what else have you been doing? Me, nothing. Just taking care of my mom with the Alzheimer's. That's really, when you said, pony looks like shit, this and that. Right. The stress, I mean, this is far more than a street fight because the street fight is over one way or the other, shortly. But with her, it's it's continual. It never ends. And it's it's like, you know, combat zone shit 24-7 for, it, you know, eight years. And that's really what life really is. It's just, you know, it's, it ain't comfortable. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, but everybody break. I, I, it's it's. Well, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but that's the thing. Um, but like I said, I'm getting back to uh, lifting uh, starting tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I'll be, you know, it takes me because of muscle memory. It takes me about eight weeks to, you know, get all my, you know, get, get back in. That, that is the one thing I've realized too. Like as you get older, it, it isn't that much harder, especially if you've done it continuously throughout your life. It, is, it does get easier to get back into things. It's just, it's more in your head, whether or not you want to go through all that pain and that grind again, right? Because right? well, you remember I, it. I only quit lifting because of the COVID, because the gyms closed. And then right. once they started to get reopened, I live in an area where people don't take, never took COVID seriously. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to worry about myself so much catching it, but I didn't want to get it and give it to my mom. So Absolutely. Right. So I just figured, OK. And then once she was vaccinated and I was vaccinated, then I just had other things that I had to take care of. So now we're ready to go. And yeah, tomorrow I, I get back in it. But um, I'm not going to go heavy, heavy. I'm not going like, you know, world record shit anymore. I'm done with that. I'm all broken up. <laughs> but I just want to get back under the iron, man. To me, I feel yeah. you know how it is. Yeah. Just want to, you know, exercise, work out. All right, move your body and, uh, you know, get in better shape. Yeah, I'll go very early in the morning. That's the only chance I have. It's my only window of opportunity. But I get up. So I get up 3, 30, 4 o'clock, you know, so it's no big deal. Uh, but uh, the gym is no longer open 24 hours, but I can get in there early enough. So I'll be fine. So I saw three host names in the opening credit. Uh, there's you, Joe, and then Nico. Yeah, he's been on the show. Nico, Nico works a lot during the summer. He's uh, seasonal because he's a, con a concrete guy. So during the summer, it's hard for him. And plus, he bought a house and he's remodeling the house. So um, Nico's great. He's come out for a few lessons here. He's an Italian boy. Uh, South. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah. But, but he lives in Indiana. But yeah, oh, okay. he is a wonderful guy. Wonderful, wonderful guy. You know, and uh, his... He's yeah, but the I, true test of how Italian he is is can he say and spell your last name? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, see, never asked. I don't. I'm sure. I don't know. Tony, he can do my first name. I'm sure of that. Yeah, there you go. Tony Pepperoni. Hey, you talking to me? Hey, Bruce. I was. I used to tell. I don't think I told Nico, but I told somebody about when we filmed the Lost Art of Hooking and. How you ate a piece of Luthez's food, and it was like a highlight for you, a thrill. Remember that? I thought the highlight is when I wanted to uh, smother you in your uh, when you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Oh. I thought about that too. That those were a great couple of days, and really having the chance to meet Lou in, in that type of environment, and the fact that he came out and showed up and spent time with us—that was super cool. Yeah, he wanted to do some crazy back arch kind of thing. He was like 82 oh. years. Remember, and then uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He he was like, I'll show you. He wanted to show me something and or uh, something. He was one, but he was like, literally, I can still do it. He was like, go ahead and suplex me. I was like, no, yeah, no, right. no, Lou, we're not going to do that today. <laughs> he literally, he's like, go ahead, grab me. You can suplex me. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll do it to you. I was like, no, no, no. That ain't happening today. He was just a legend. I mean, so talented. And what, what I loved about the guy is he was like, you know, at, at that point, let's call it 80, late 70s, 80. I saw him shortly before he passed away when he was like about I remember 80. that. Yeah, he was still lifting. But here's the thing, and I've said this before, unlike a lot of people who just they blow up in their 30s and 40s and never lose the weight. I'm talking wrestlers here, pro wrestlers. Lou, when he was in his prime, was about 220, 225. And then when we knew him, he was like 200. So he didn't he was in great. He was in great shape. He was in great shape, man. He was in great shape. And, and you know, that's a testament. You know, this is a guy, like my coach, Rod Vine, was still doing um, strongman shows in his 70s. You know, this is how I want to live my life. Look at Kevin before he passed away. He yeah. was still strong, you know, benching, you know, 350 at his body weight, under 200, a guy 70 years old. And, you know, it's just that's how I want us or how I want myself to be, you know. I, oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of people, as they age, if they've never been involving athletics in any part of their lives or early childhood or they didn't keep it up, they tend to think that old. Oh, you know, they're all natural or I can't do this at a certain age. That's all bullshit. You know, you, you can if you actually take the time and train and, you know, you don't have to be crazy hard or, you know, start, you know, crazy hard in the beginning, but do something, right? I had my uncle, one of my uncles, um, couldn't do a push-up, couldn't do more than five, like probably for most of his adult life. Right. And then I don't know, a book got up of his ass because his, you know, daughter and wife were getting a trainer and maybe he was jealous and he didn't want to, you know, them going to gyms and being trained by other people. So he went and got a trainer. And next thing you know, he was like, hey, now I can do like 100 pushups. You know, well, I don't know if it's all in the role, but, you know, I mean, seriously, he went from couldn't do five to like calling me up saying, I'm super sore. What do I do to stretch? That kind of thing. Right. I can't strain my arms because I did too many curls. What do I do now? More curls. Yeah. Try to strain them. Right. When you can, just try more, you know, get up against the wall. Honest to God, when I used to get stiff like that, sore the next day, I mean, you know, I don't normally work the same body part twice a day, but when it would get bad like that, yeah, yeah, I just do do some more. Then you're fine. Pump some blood through it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Then you're good to go. You know, it's, yeah. but I, I tell you, we had so many just great, you know, memories and, you know, a lot of martial arts people, it's like, you have to, like, it's all about in the gym. Well, we did some heavy duty stuff in the gym, but we had a lot of fun and, and enjoyed life outside the gym. We used to get together to watch the early UFCs and just whatever, go out for pizza, wings. I met, you know, that camaraderie, I- man. You know, I don't even watch that anymore. I don't either. I, I haven't watched one in the longest time. 
well, one, because I don't really know anyone in it. I haven't followed it. I still follow two, two things. I still follow college wrestling. I'm still an Iowa Hawkeyes fan when it comes to that. Um, and, and I still, uh, the Vikings, Vikings football, I still follow. So, but I don't really do any, uh, I, I don't really watch any like the popular sports in general. I really didn't have before. And then, uh, you know, occasionally if it's on and there's nothing else on, I'll, I'll put it on. Yeah, no, I don't follow you, uh, MMA, UFC. It's just, you know, doesn't interest me for whatever reasons, but yeah, I, I can't say that I follow Minnesota Vikings. I'm a Browns. I'm a Cleveland guy, you know, so I, I, I know I feel bad for you guys every year. Yeah. Well, this year so. we, we may surprise you. We made the playoffs last year. We I were know, you got all away from the Super Bowl. You got that one new quarterback. He might be okay, right? That's Baker the kid Mayfield. that everyone's counting on. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. He's going to be yeah. fine. You know, unless he gets injured, you know, that can always happen. But but no, outside of that, you know, yeah, I want to definitely try to hook up with you if I can when you're in town in August. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I stopped watching the UFC was ultimately – the styles did merge and it became a style where everybody fought sort of the same now, right? Like every now and then I'll peek in and I'm like, you know what? Now it's like everyone kind of does okay. Everyone can, you know, box a little bit. Everybody can, you know, work the upper body. Everyone can do a little takedowns and then work the ground and get back up. So now it's like not as fun. Before it was like people were still lacking in a lot of different areas. And it was fun to watch those kind of matchups. You know, matchups make the fight, right? Yeah. In the early days, it was like watching a bunch of, bunch of bums fighting each other. That, that was the best. Yeah, it's it's a whole different culture now. It's 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 different. But, you know, yeah. It is. Hey, it, it's got a fan base. For those people who want to follow it, go for it. Uh, but it, it's, it's become, to me, very pro wrestling-ish, okay? It's become oh. more flamboyant than substance. And... It, it's every night, though. It's like almost too much. Every yeah. channel, everybody's fighting all the time. Where are the hippie girls or the hippie boys at anymore? <laughs> yeah, they're all playing ping pong somewhere. You just got to find what, a coat. Whatever happened to peace, love, and understanding? <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Yeah, I... Uh, oh, yeah. When I think about those hippie chicks, you know, I, I met somebody, an older lady, older than me, like 70s, in her 70s. And she said she was a Did hippie. Did you marry her? No, because... Okay, good. No, 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 never, no more. Um, but what I, I'm further... I asked questions and I found out she's not really a hippie chick, see? So there's a lot of these quasi-hippie chicks. They're not really hippie chicks, right? They just want to say they're hippie chicks. They're not hippie chicks. Yeah, well, you know, most of us we don't even know who we really are at the end of the day, right? We're all trying to figure it out. Well, you're Chinese. I know that. I am. Always will be. But you were so, actually what, born in Taiwan, correct? I was. So that's more of a history thing than people are going to say Taiwanese or Chinese. But, you know, depends on who you ask, right? Well, I'm asking so, you. Yeah. Well, listen, it depends on who you ask at what era. That's the other thing. I mean, Chinese always be Chinese, but I was a Chinese born in Taiwan. And whether or not Taiwan is a part of China or it's a country now or what it was before, that's up to debate by a lot of people. I don't know. I don't have the answer. 
When did I don't listen. Would know. Yeah. What's up, Joe? Sorry, I always wanted to get more of your story. So you were born in Taiwan. When did you uh, come here? Oh, I was 12. Wow, 12. So that's a, that's a pretty, pretty old time to immigrate. So that must have been tough. 1984. I didn't speak any English when I got here. Holy cow. And then uh, I got to pick my own name. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a name book. I was going to be Roy Lee. That was the guy you were going to get today. It wasn't going to be Bruce. It was going to be Roy. Uh, because that was the shortest name in the book. <laughs> could have been Connie Chung. You could have picked her name. Could have been. Could have. Oh, could have. Could have married. Who did Connie marry? Was that Maury Povich? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Yeah, I could have married Povich. I would do that. <laughs> You'd be living a lot, a lot more comfortably, probably. Oh my God! I'd probably get to wrestle a little more if I had married Maury. I wouldn't have to worry about how I'm going to retire. That's not true, though. Connie made her own living. True. Yeah. She probably made more money than Maury at one point. She didn't seem like she was did. slumming it, honestly. I, I don't understand that whole yeah. relationship. But that's a digression for this podcast. Yeah, so no, so I, no I, I moved here when I was young. Um, I didn't speak any English. Before this, I had done like Kung Fu. Um, but, you know, nothing and, and some TKD, n- nothing crazy. Um, I don't really even talk about those anymore. You know, I was a kid. So um, it was a, a junior high teacher that was like, hey, you should, uh, with a name like that, you know, and then with a built like that, you should wrestle. You know, he's like, what are you doing? You should wrestle. That's the thing you should do. So he literally, I think he walked me over to the wrestling coach and introduced me to the wrestling coach and said, this kid is going to wrestle. Also, he was like, you don't have anywhere to go after school because, you know, my mom was a single mom and all that. And he's like, you, you better stay out of trouble. So this is, you're going to do something after school. He was a really good teacher. Uh, Care for me a lot. I did a lot of, uh, I learned running, swimming, and uh, like competitive bike, bicycle racing from him. Triathlons and things like that. He's a well-known person in the state of Minnesota for uh, uh, like running. And anything that's kind of like endurance related. Pat Lennon is a guy. I actually lost touch with him. And I just found him a couple of days ago and left him a voicemail to saying hi. And then he got back to me. We haven't reconnected yet. I was, I was literally, because I was going to talk to you, I was kind of just start thinking about all these other things. Um, and that made me reach out to him too. So this was a really cool connection. I'm glad. But yeah, that's how I started wrestling. So you picked the name Bruce Lee? I did. Now, did you, uh, is that because you were a fan or just, well, how did that? Massive fan. And because I was lazy, <laughs> uh, my, my last name is Lee, uh, the same character in Chinese as his. Um, I knew I'm not related to him by blood, but the actress that he died in, uh, the apartment that he, the actress whose apartment he died in uh, is, my illegitimate aunt, my grandfather on my dad's side had uh, kids outside of marriage. That's a fact. I, I met her sister and her sister confirmed that. So when my dad died, I went back to Taiwan. Her sister drove me around. Wow. So, so you were related to the, to the actress that he was with when he died? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, my mom would tell you that too. So I really didn't believe it when I was growing up, but you know, having like real people, adults in my family and having met, uh, Ping Pei's sister. So in Taiwan, she confirmed it. 
So I believe it. Um, but yeah, my mom handed me a name book. It was like, we're going to America, pick a name. Um, I was going to be Roy because that was literally the shortest name in the name book back in the 80s. And the book could have been from the 70s, right? So if you were Ed, you were Edward, John or J-O-N John, you were Jonathan or J-O-H-N. Like, there was no shorter name than Roy back in those days. So I was going to be Roy. I practiced my handwriting to be Roy and everything. And then I was like, you know, that's a really, really boring name. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be Bruce Lee. That's great. That's a great story. Yeah. It would have only been better if you picked out Tommy Lee, maybe, but. I know. I didn't know. I wasn't into, I was scared of, uh, this is a true story too. I was scared of metal music when I first moved here, when I was a kid. I was like, the kids with the Molly Crew shirts were the ones I uh, stayed away from. It's the girls with the Molly Crew shirt that you want. The girl with the Molly Crew shirt was the first girl that I felt up in the back of a school bus in 19, uh, I don't know, 85, 86. It's somewhere in the 80s. That's, <laughs> I didn't think about that until now, but yes, that's a true story too. Glad to bring that back to your memory. It's a good memory to have. Yeah. I actually remember the face and the name. I won't even say it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I grew, so that's my, the second part of my childhood. I grew up in Minnesota. That's where uh, my family moved to. Um, started wrestling in junior high, uh, high school, wrestled for uh, Hopkins, Hopkins West Junior High, and then Hopkins High School. Um, we went to state as a team. We had a bunch of individual qualifiers. I couldn't, um, I made, I beat somebody at one way, but I couldn't go to the state tournament. And then I lost the other guy at the other way and he went to state tournament. But ultimately the, the team, high school team I was on was one of the best Hopkins had. And then the whole shitload of us went on to wrestle in college. There's like six or seven guys at least. Um, in uh, in a, like a, a two-year period that all went out to wrestle in college and a whole bunch of our Americans. So, um, you know, it was a similar environment to what Tony and I were talking about, you know, what we used to do. It was just a bunch of kids that were like really into it and that's all they want. That's all we wanted to do. You know, we love wrestling. Um, and same way in college, uh, I went to University of Duluth, University of Minnesota Duluth, in Duluth, Division Two. First year we were NAIA, then we went D2. So I was up there for five years as an athlete and then I coached for two years and then the program got shut down. The last year I was a coach, that was in 96. So there's a little bit of controversy surrounding that. Um, so a lot of the people that involved besides my coach uh, some of them, some people may have ended up in jail over that kind of stuff. Wow. So, yeah, they, there was a conspiracy. They conspired to out the coach and uh, cut the program. Oh, you never told me this. And, you know, it was, uh, it was already done at the time. But, yeah, you know, and I was in Chicago. This was like, you know, Minnesota news at that yeah. point. You know, but, yeah, no, all that kind of stuff happened. There was a... Uh, whole backstory people were uh, back in the day the star and tribune and all, all the wrestling papers in minnesota were writing stories about because we were successful and our budget was only seventy thousand a year whereas the hockey team had a million dollars just for advertising 
So. Yeah, hockey's big up there in Minnesota. You know, you had some. Oh, limits. massive, massive. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, but now the thing I love about wrestling, I was, I've been up since five this morning. I still kind of get up early now, so I get up early and catch up on media like movies, TVs, YouTube stuff, ping pong, wrestling. So this is the time I I I, I absorb all that stuff. Um and uh, yeah, I was just watching some wrestling content this morning, thinking about you. Yeah, right. Uh yeah, it's it's just like Joe knows because we went back to Cleveland for a couple of days. Every school that I'm talking about, every school now, grades, kindergarten, preschool, kindergarten, grade, both grade schools, and one, two, two out of my three high schools are gone. Like wow. All my history is gone. Um, yeah, it's so you know I know you you lost your wrestling program over there, but. It kills me that I've lost everything. I mean, there's no more memories. What you know? happened? Just neighborhoods changed yes. or what? Yes. Neighborhoods, neighborhoods change. And um, it's, uh, you know, now the, the school that I went to ninth grade, Benedictine High School is an all-boys school. That'll be here, you know, even if a comet hits and all the world gets, you know, evaporated, Benedictine High School will still be here, okay? That sure. school's going anywhere. Um but all well, it's the private other, school, it's got money. Yeah, right. It's a Catholic right. ball school run by the Benedictine monks, you know, St. Andrew's Abbey. But I went there just for ninth grade. But yeah, everything else, goodbye. And that kind of, yeah, it, my house that I lived in got torn down. My coach's house got torn down. Everybody's, my neighbor's houses got torn down. I mean, Joe saw it. Um, yeah, but you know what? There's, you were at least able to accomplish what you did. You were a D2 wrestler. You, you, you wrestled through the years. Some good guys. I know this. I met some of them. And you have memories. I was always a better, rest, better room, better wrestler in the room than a better wrestler in competition. Yeah, so, we, like, I, I, I was probably a good enough practice partner for, you know, a lot of people. But really, that's – but also, you know, I look back a little bit. I started, my mom had me start school young, like a year early. So I was in college my freshman year. I was 17. I wasn't even 18 yet. I turned 18 in college, uh, like two or three months after I started college. So by the time I was coaching, I was way more comfortable and probably more grown physically, you know, um, at that point, because I was 22, 23 and, and I felt more like a man where before those years, I was, I felt like a boy, like, you know, 18, 19 wrestling against 22, 23 year olds all the time, you know, and then because I was a fatter kid too, hadn't trimmed all the weight off. Yeah. Some kids don't, they don't get their man muscles until they're out of school. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just how it's just genetics. It's physiology, but um yeah, you were uh, you were really. Yeah, I didn't even. Uh, I still only have seven chests there, so I'm waiting for the rest of them to kick in. Yeah, you should be related to Costa the Greek. You'd have hair all over the place. Oh my God, man! Or Javier. Javier's even worse. Oh my goodness. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, from the from I love the guy, and he knows this. Like he's like he could grow hair anywhere from the top of his head just all the way down. Right. Yep. He had like a full beard 
Wait, he told us this story one time before because I was giving him shit about it, but he was talking about how he was growing a full beer like in high school. Yeah, I gave him an apple one time to hold for me while I was lifting, benching. I said, hold my apple. And by the time I got done benching, the apple had hair on it. Okay. <laughs> this is how it is when I'm here. Yep. But yeah, he's, he's a special guy. Oh, uh, yeah, he's great. Now, let so me what ask, else is happening with you? Oh, let's not talk about me. You're a guest, you know. Okay. I, want, I was going to ask you this now. Whereabouts, you don't have to be specific, but what's the general area that you live in in California? Oh, I tell you, I mean, downtown San Jose, which is an absolute shithole. Yeah, it's way up north. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 36 miles from San Francisco. Um, so when I first moved here, I thought living within the city or closer to like, you know, the, the downtown area would be a good thing because I wanted to go out to eat. I wanted to drink and be able to walk home. So I didn't really know the area. I didn't do any research. Uh, and I literally just rented the first place I saw. <laughs> oh. So um, I'm, I'm downtown San Jose where it's full of homeless folks um, because the weather is so good and there's a bunch of parks nearby. Uh, a lot of junkies, a lot of mentally ill people. Uh, it's right near university. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's okay. It's not great. This immediate area is not great. You know, there's better areas right outside of San Jose. It's kind of like, you know, you know how it is in every city. I yeah. just kind of picked the wrong neighborhood. Every, everything is still super expensive. It's just way shittier. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I Yeah, I've been to San Jose, you know, several times and did some seminars there. And then I took a trip to sightseeing thing in San, San Francisco. But I've spent time down in Southern California, which is, you know, a little oh. more, you know, different, totally and, different. And, and the way, yeah, just different vibe, too. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I will miss when I leave here, because um, I don't plan on staying here forever, is the weather. San Jose weather is unbelievable. It's 72 and sunny almost every day, um, even in the winter. Well, maybe 68 and sunny in the winter, but <laughs> it you is know, ridiculous. When I first, the first time I went to San Jose, I flew in and then, you know, I got picked up at the airport and we had to drive, I don't know, quite a ways, maybe 45 minutes. I don't remember, but I was looking at all the homes and I'm thinking, I don't see any air conditioners, man. What, what's going on here? And cause you know, I didn't know. I just figured San Jose is like California. You're going to hit hundred degrees, 90 degrees. I didn't realize how cool yeah. it's, it, you don't need an air conditioner over there. People in San Francisco don't have air and then now with, uh, you know, global warming and the temperatures increasing in, in, in every state, um, they get way more like 80, 90, 100 degree days up there now than they've ever seen before. Oh, see, know, I so, yeah, in Oakland, Oakland people don't really have air conditioning. So yeah, it just struck me is because I didn't know I, you know, I yeah. So my, my family, my mom lives in Seattle and they don't have air. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no. well, the, the, my first trip out there, I didn't know even where it was at. So I called up Dion Warwick and I asked her, do you know the way to San Jose? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, who else did she, I call up? did she ask you where you're coming from? Did you, if you took the last train out of Georgia? Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I told her the last train to Clarksville, but 
you know, I was just monkeying around. Um, wow, you're just being a daydream believer, thinking the train from Clarksville can get you to San Jose. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh boy, the good old days. Yeah, that. Um, I yeah. So I have no. If anything, I'll probably once the situation stabilizes here. Sadly, with my mom, I'll I'll probably be making a trip or two down to Southern California because Andre, one of my students, uh, he's been on the show here. He lives Drew there. Yeah, well, he lives technically right across the border in, in TJ right now, but he said uh -oh. he can literally walk to San, San Diego. His business is there and everything. So he's brought me out for some seminars and, um, you know, great times. But his, like, he used to have a pro wrestling gym, and he brought me out to teach the guys how to really fight. And the gym was in San Diego. Uh, uh, he lived in San Diego, but the gym was in L.A. So we had a nice two, two-and-a-half-hour car ride. Oh, and, man, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've uh, you know, there was a lot of, uh, he had a great crew, men and women, big guys, little guys, you know, it was just fun. But because of things, and, and especially COVID, you know, he had to stop the wrestling promotion, but hopefully he'll get that um, eventually back up and and going. But Well, you, you know who has a gym now? Is uh, Jay, remember Jason Bender? Of course you remember Bender. Seen, yeah, he's one of my students. Yeah, you, you did some seminars with him. No, I remember seeing those pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to his new gym because of the COVID thing, but uh, I there's something that I'll tell you when we're offline. I can't I can't say anything publicly yet, but um, yeah, it it kind of involves Jason. Great guy. Uh, him and Costa are like you know thick as thieves, man. They're they're goombas. All right. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah, I will. As soon as we get off filming today, I'll don't hang up and we'll uh, okay. chat a little. Uh, let me try to think of something else. Oh, there's a couple other things we do. I want to tell tell Joe, but when we're off off the internet here, you know, off off filming <laughs> stuff about so you. So when was last when was last time you were engaged, Tony? Yeah, <laughs> I'm engaged. You know, yesterday probably. I mean, if I went to Walmart or someplace and there was a cute checkout girl, I probably got engaged. You know, I are, are you single right now? Yes, I've been single for a long time. Yes, I'm totally okay. single. So, ladies, I'm out there. Here, come get me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I live in a dearth of area. Uh, where I'm at now, there's, there's, I don't fit in. The, the, so, I, I'm at, the women don't find me attractive here. I don't find them attractive. It's a different culture out where I live now. Uh, it's farms. It's like rural, real, real rural. So, you know, I'm a city boy. I'm an Italian kid. Oh, so, listen, it's it's in 2020s. If there's no women out there, maybe you got to start thinking about hitting for the other team. No, nah, you know what? So, I strike out. No, no, no. I'm What I'm going to do is I'm going to start a traveling league. I'll hopefully start getting closer to There Chicago. you go. Yeah, and I'll I'll get there. But no, I. Uh, what about you? Who are you seeing right now? How many? Uh, nobody. Just I just work and play ping pong. That's why. I was the first to say, hey, any hippie girls, and I'm vaccinated, right? I'm uh, I'm single, ready to mingle. Yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. yeah, no, this is uh, it's 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 difficult. Swear to God, with with my mom, the only chance I get to go anywhere is like if I have to is earlier, like in the day, in the morning, to get, do all the shopping and things like that. But uh, yeah. Well, listen, you you know, I you don't need me to tell you that uh. You know how 
what a great thing it is that you're doing. And I know some days you probably don't think that or, you know, remember how it all started and why you're doing it. But, you know, believe me, you are. And, and she loves you and she appreciates it. Yeah, it's difficult. It, it, one of these days I'm going to do a PSA on here just about Alzheimer's and how, you know, I mean, her symptoms now in retrospect have gone on many years. And, mm -hmm. you know, I always thought um, Alzheimer's just simply means you forget, but that's not it. That's one part of it. There's so many other things that go on and she exhibits all of this um, stuff. I don't want to get into it right now, but. Well, right. And, and I think, you know, also the point being, it just doesn't just affect the individual who has it, right? In fact, affects all the people, families, friends, um, yeah. and, and caretakers. She, she's actually quite happy. Physically, health-wise, she's pretty okay. But the hard thing for me, and like the agency that the adult daycare says, um, I'm, I'm unique in that I am really, truly the only person here. Okay, most have family, brothers, sons, daughters, right. aunts, uncles, cousins. I have none of that. It's just me. My mom was an only child. I'm an only child, you know, this is, uh, this is the, this is tough. And yeah. again, being isolated out here, I only have one friend out here and, you know, he's going through his thing. So if I was back in Chicago, at least I could, well, my buddies have died, but some of them are still around, but I can't. You've got a way to, you, you will have a way to blow off some steam in Chicago, or at least be social. Right. And I can't do that out here. Exactly. Right. You know me, I like yeah. to go out you're stuck with me and Joe on a Sunday. This is the idea of social now. Yeah, right. It's it's and you know with that blurred background that you have, you're styling and profiling, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wanted to actually tell everybody who may be watching or listening that how long it took for uh, the blur background to happen and or not happen for some of us. I couldn't figure it out. Twenty minutes and I gave up. I said, "The hell with it. I'm moving it. I'm moving everything back here to the." my little home gym area <laughs> you'll you'll figure it out come on tony you don't be that old grandpa back in the day you were like you were probably way more computer savvy than the rest of us than all of us i just times change i just you know well, we'll oh, get listen it. you're busy you're busy you're just not taking the time to do all that kind of stuff i'm not focusing yeah right yeah right. <clears throat> oh uh all right so kevin hey. King, i want to say something about you that i because i haven't seen you Kevin always loved you. He, so here's, here's a story that Kevin used to tell everybody when we would go out, all these guys. He goes, one time, Bruce tells me, stand up, face me. So she's, Kevin goes, I got into my fighting stance. And he goes, and Bruce did a move. And the next thing I know, he's not there. He's behind me. And I wasn't there. I was in the other room at, in, when we were, when you, when, whatever move you did, I'm assuming it was probably some sort of a duck under or whatever, a go behind of some oh, sort. Boy. Yeah, but you, you did it so quickly and so smoothly. And he used to brag to everybody. He's like, the guy wasn't there. I mean, I'm standing. I was, I was like a fat ball that could uh, contract. Yeah. Um, but no, listen, Kevin, Kevin was so strong for, you know, like, dude, strong build. And remember, Kevin used to want to go with us all the time. Oh, yeah. And then uh, and then go live and that kind of stuff. You know, that was fun, right? There was no quit in the guy. You know, I had a student yep. come one time um, and, you know, just to, for a couple of days of training. And Kevin, I mean, Kevin was probably 
at least 60, maybe at the time, 60, 61. And Kevin was boxing with the guy, you know, uh, Kevin he, wanted to do he'd it. Get down, he'd get down in a t-shirt and the, his jeans. Yeah. Right. And then just go. He didn't care. Yeah. Well, that's how it is. That's how a real fight's going to be anyway. Oh, I miss him so much. Uh, yeah. he, when, when he got killed and I lost the gym because of it, that just kind of, I've never mentally rebounded from losing him and then basically losing everything that I worked for all those years. Um, yeah, just taken out like that. Bang. It can happen. Kevin was anyway. the best. And and the back of that two and die shop was the best. Um, oh, yeah. Where everything got in the way. <laughs> At any moment that you were probably going to die. Yeah. Um, not because of something happening, but just because that your head was going to hit something or that kind of shit. How come oh. I got this metal shaving sticking out of my eyeball? Oh, that was so great. And then you could not only, the surface wasn't just flat. So you could literally work your way up and stack up somebody against a locker. Oh, yeah. Or something, you know, like up against the boiler <laughs> and they were up against the garage door. And if you get someone pinned up a garage door, you can fuck with them all you want. Right. Like you, you don't have to submit them. You could just like rub your paw up their fucking nose and then like fucking smack them around a little bit and then see if they can get out. They're getting pinned up against a wall. It was great. Oh, yeah, it, it really was. And no mats. And then we had that little portable $20 yeah. Walmart thing or whatever until we got the wrestling match. It was just, right. it was, it was amazing. But I tell you, we all, we all had a good time and uh, we oh, all got along. That was hardcore. That was like some of the most hardcore training that I've done. Like, you know, in terms of like facility. And then, I mean, the, 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 the stuff was all solid gold, but you know, like that, that was like, you know, just this attitude and uh and every, you know, like you were just there to to wrestle, and then uh, that was it. It wasn't yeah. pretty, it wasn't nice, but it was great. Yeah, it was, man. It was just we had. How did I get a metal shaving in my head? Yeah, <laughs> you like when you're done, you're picking stuff out of your body, literally. For real, yeah. And these Jesus. were like spiral spiral metal yep. shavings. They would stick and cling. I mean, it was it was a bit, but it, hey, it's it was one of a kind. It was just a truly one-of-a-kind um, place to work out. And you have a lot of these, like, puffy, fancy, safe, soft kind of joints. You know, give me the hardcore shit, you know, like Rocky Balboa, you know. And, oh, and, dude, there's no way a place like that could exist nowadays legally-ish. No. Not that it was, like, illegal back then, but I just don't see people doing that. People need too much modern comfort. Yeah, 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 right. No so, shower, one bathroom. Yes. No, no water cooler. Up in the front office, Kevin had a water cooler in his office. But like, yeah, yeah none of that shit. No air conditioning, no heat. No air conditioning. It was too high. You had to open the garage door. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was just unbelievable. You know, yeah. it, to me, it was. Uh, you wrestle in the blue, you roll down that little slope outside the garage door. You know, I never was even, I never had air conditioning in my life until I moved to Chicago. And even then, not right away. It took me about six months or something, whatever. Then I ended up getting a place that, that had air conditioning. I never had air conditioning until I was um, in, almost 24 years old. In, in your Chicago apartment, all the ones I've been to all had air, though. Yeah, right. right yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. I, I bitched that, oh, I was 24. My grandparents never had air conditioning, and they died right. when I had air conditioning. So you know, right? 
now now we're starting to show our age because we're the people who are like oh my god i remember when i was growing up shit used to be like this or used to be like that yeah and then the old times would say well what the hell you had it easy right how that right goes. oh yeah it just it never stopped right so yeah, yeah yeah no but we've had you know it was it's just been like for me uh watching life go by and all i can do i can't control the outside so much you know, but I can control me as, as much as I can. I mean, sometimes I'm uncontrolled. Yep. But that's why I, I, it, I'm not saying I felt sorry for myself, but, you know, you kind of let things go. And I finally said, hey, to hell with it. But it thanks to all the years of hard work that I put in, it, it it's not going to take me 10 years to get in shape. You know, it, it it's more like 10 weeks. And that's not just because of me. That's kind of a lesson for anybody out there, you know, that their muscle memory is a real thing. Now, medically, that may not be the proper term, but it exists and you can get back into shape. Don't ever let yourself think, oh, my God, it may take you a little bit longer, but I've been the type of guy that I never let my weight get like I never was 50 pounds overweight or anything like that. You know, I never let myself get. Like that. I've been so I can honestly say it's still possible. Seriously, I, I go up and down all the time, my entire life. And the, again, the last, what, almost 10 years, I've been sort of stable-ish, but not like, you know, I've leaned out way more in the last year and a half because, you know, the, the, what I'm eating and no alcohol. But yeah, muscle memory, if you, if you do it a lot, if you've done it in your life before, you'll come back quicker than you think. You know, but it's, it's, if you've never done it before, then you really got to go through the suffering because most people quit because it hurts too much. And, but they don't realize that's supposed to happen and you're supposed to keep hurting until it stops hurting. Yeah. And diet is a big thing. A lot of people are looking for the quick weight loss or the quick, it's, uh, you know, like a oh. trick. Uh, no, no, not, no diet pills, nothing. It's just, I don't, I don't care. Here, this may be controversial, but I'll tell you this cut your calories. That's what I always do. I've had so many people on my diet, as I call it, cutting calories, but in a healthy way, you know, and the pounds That's, are That's the only thing that works. Yep. And, and ultimately, everyone's been right. All the scientists have been saying that for years, right? No one wants to believe it. Everybody's oh. looking for a silver bullet. But there's no silver bullet in life, in wrestling, in anything that you do, it's all about getting good at the basics, having discipline and do the fundamentals and having, you know, exercise good judgment. And that all comes with time. Sure. And I'm not here to shit on the keto diet or the Atkins, whatever it is, but you can't be, you know, on a keto diet, let's say, or the Atkins and eating 6,000 calories a day and not doing anything. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier. Yep. You were a vegetarian, but you're eating potato chips and no, cut those, yep. guys, cut those calories, man. Cut them to as low as you can without getting headaches or lightheaded or anything that affects yep. you. And make sure you're eating, you know, chick, skinless chicken. I eat a lot of fish. Get that protein. Um, eat your salads and your... Eat ruffles. your vegetables. Yeah, eat your vegetables and stuff, you know? Yeah, um, it's not that hard to calculate, like, you know, your body mass index, right? Your BMI, and then to figure out how much calories that you should be that your body burns every day and then uh just watch what you eat read the labels and try to you know cook at home 
yeah, I don't believe in BMI because it's static. It's it's against like heavier like muscle guys. I had like a high BMI when I was like super strong, but yet I had like a nine or ten percent body fat, so I wasn't worried about it. Well, you're right, not, you're not the not BMI. That's the mass index. I, I actually meant the calorie intake, yeah. right? You could tell by how 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 much you weigh generically, how much calorie takes for you to just lay there all day. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. Find out that number. And and then, uh, you know, if you just lay there all day, try to eat below that. Right, right, absolutely right. And there's this, and and I think the key is, it's got to be a lifestyle change. So they everybody says, oh, crash diets don't work, or this diet, you you know, once you get off it, you'll pull all the weight back on. Well, that's not because of the diet. The the diet was fine. It's because of you, because now you went mm-hmm. back to your old ways again. You can't yep. do that. But the key was, huh? No, I say you're right. It, it's when they say, "Oh, I came off the diet and then I gained weight." That's the key. You have to eat that like that forever. Well, I mean, I'll che- I always say I'll have my pizza, my pasta. I'll never stop with that. I mean, but I, I have to work out. You know, you got to burn more calories than you're taking in. It's consistency, a- right? The the lifestyle thing is every day five. You know you. I read somewhere the reason why people advocate like at least four days a week for something more than three days, because it takes, you know, four out of seven to at least try to form a habit. You got to have that one more versus one less yeah, to you're form right. a habit. Right. That's why, you know, four girls is better than three girls because then you'll get into the habit of having women. Right. I like multiplication. I like addition. I like, I'll take seven. Yeah, see, I only have five fingers on this hand. I can't count more than that. So five. Can this thing be edited? Because so far we've said a lot of things that's only good for the '90s. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, we're we're a retro show anyway, you know. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just I just wanted to make sure when people are knocking on my door, I want to know who might be knocking. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you though, it's everybody's like trying to reinvent the wheel, and with with life, it's the simplest consistent thing you know you don't look if we want to be like champion bodybuilders or something then you're going to have to start involving chemistry and shit um just i'm not going to miss out on too much in life as far as food if i want to eat pizza i'm going to eat pizza if i'm going to have a hot dog i'm going to have a hot dog i don't know that it's going to shorten my life there's no way to prove it but overall i'm going to compensate by working out you know i'm going to lift i'm going to do cardio so it balances kind of like what bart connor said you know yeah be, be consistent. Um, I read that Michael Phelps, when he was swimming, I, I thought I read it. He was 10,000 calories. 10,000. He yeah. had to eat. To eat. Because yeah. he was burning more than that every day. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's, that's crazy. But now imagine him when he quit. He didn't eat 10,000 calories anymore. He cut it down to whatever. Probably 3,000, 4,000. I was listening to uh, Michaela Moroni the other day. And talking about her workout and some of the post-Olympic stuff. And she was talking about the same thing. You know, when you're an athlete, you're hitting it hard every day. You can eat whatever you want. But, you know, once you stop doing that, that's when everybody puts on the weight. Because you're used to, you know, your body is used to eating that much. You still think it's burning that much calories for, you know, long periods of time. Because that's all you've done. You train your mind to do that and your body. It doesn't stop doing that just because you stop. Very good point, you know, and yeah. she's still in her 20s, 
wait till she gets to be 50s or 60s. You know, it's yeah. a challenge. But my whole thing is, for me, I'm not out to set any more world records or anything. I just want to feel good about myself because everything ultimately stems from up here. You got to have a, a good mindset um, and not necessarily become obsessed, but um, it's very easy for me to get depressed with all the stress I'm under. So I needed to find a beacon that is like, hey, so I wanted to say this real quickly. And I kind of got into it with a few people out here because they, they would always be like, oh, I, I wish there was something I could do. I wish I could help. I wish I could help. I wish I could help. It, you know, sometimes you can, but many times, like in my situation, you can't help. But what you have to do is support. And there's a difference between help and support, you know. And so since nobody around here is supporting me and giving me that feel-good stuff, you know, that energizing, hey, you're doing a good job. Hey, everything, like you said today, Bruce, and thank you for saying it, that I'm doing a great job with my mom or whatever. Well, if nobody's supplying that, then you have to supply it for yourself. And, and that's what I said. You know, the hell with it. I want to feel good about myself again. And yep. I'm an athlete, man, no matter what. I got to go back to being an athlete and I'll feel better. Right. No, I agree 100%. I, I, I think I've definitely been through that type of journey, right, where you let yourself go and then you realize there's no more external motivation. It has to come within you, right? Like you have to say, I'm getting off, stopping this, and I'm going to go start doing that. It's a conscious choice, ultimately, that has to be made. And it has to be made every day to be, you know, to be kept up. That's the lifestyle thing that you were saying. Yeah, it is. It's a very good thing that you said that because, yeah, it is a lifestyle. You have to, uh, yeah, you have to remind yourself every day. You have to try to do something every day. I don't care if it's doing a plank or if it's doing just push-ups or whatever or not going to McDonald's. Or if you have to go to McDonald's, get a salad or something and lay off the uh, salad dressing, whatever. Yeah. Make, make it part of your calories every day. I, I tell people the story all the time. So in, in the two words in Chinese, Kung Fu, that we hear all the time, and, and we immediately associate those two words with martial arts, Kung Fu. Except in Chinese, it doesn't really mean martial arts. It means mastery. Oh. It means being good at something. So you could literally have Kung Fu in anything if you put in mastery and, and you're an expert in it. Um, someone used to tell me that it takes five years to treat, to train a legionnaire, right? And then there's this other saying that it takes about 50,000 hours to be good at something, right? Was it 10,000 or 50,000? I heard 10,000. Okay. So it might've been 10, right? So, but the basic idea is the same is that you have to be put in the time and the effort, you have to live it. That's what all these people are saying. You have to live it, right? A black belt, Tony probably knows this. There were no color belts back in the day. Everybody got the same belt. A, a black belt just means you were doing the longest and, you, well, you, and you're the dirtiest guy in the gym. I mean, yeah. mostly it's because you were doing the longest. Your belt, it's symbolically, your belt went from white to black because the time that you put in, not not because of anything else. That's how the black belts came about. That's what I heard. I heard the same thing. Yeah, it was like the dirt and everything. And yeah, right. I, I'm, uh, that's what I was told. 
But, you know, like by Kung Fu, literally, it doesn't mean martial arts. It just means mastery, being good. So you could have Kung Fu as a chef, as, you know, as a cook. You could be, have Kung Fu as a software developer. You could have Kung Fu as a, you know, you could have Kung Fu in anything. Like, a, like even if you were like a baiter? Yeah. You could be a master at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So someone could, if they reached like a world-class level with their hair, that could be Kung Fu as well? Yes. A world-class hairdresser will have that Kung Fu. Right? Kung Fu is just how good you are. It's just mastery. That's Joe. Joe's got the greatest hair that... You know, I actually, I don't, I didn't want to say this earlier. I don't know Joe that well, so I, but I was going to comment on his hair earlier when just him and I were talking. First of all, this is a guy who still gets a regular haircut in COVID, which impressed the shit out of me. I, I went up for a year and a half without a haircut. The reason you're seeing all this is I just got a haircut like a few months ago. The whole thing was in a ponytail. I look more Asian than any other Asians out there. All of this. I, had, I cut off a ponytail this long, wow. literally, because I was going out and people were like, hey, girls. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, it might be time for a haircut. And then, you know, with long hair, it just shuts everywhere. It's kind of like, you know, a pain in the butt. But Joe, you have great hair. The, the, the fade is good. You got, I don't know if those curls are natural, the waves, but man, I want to know who cuts your hair. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a trade secret. I can't let that out. Exactly. I mean, if you remember the Tri-C program, you can have access to the hair care. That's another added bonus that we don't talk about, uh, that we will share those secrets. Um, but yeah, so, thank you. I so actually, what do I have to do? How, do? how would I be a part of this Tri-C program to get the hair secret, Joe? That's a great question. Tony, how, do, how can someone get be a member of Tri-C and what do they get? Uh, for real now, or is this? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's well. I've been ha- I have had the Tri C program for over a decade, and basically what it is is you uh, you get lifetime training, which involves coming to Chicago, like here, but distance training all the time. And you get first of all, you get all the access to my video products. You get a link to all the digital downloads, so you have that. And then what I do with the Tri C is I make every lesson personal for you. So, like, I would film something here for you. You would film something, a lesson. And but so, so let's say I, I, I want you to learn how to throw the jab. We discuss that. I film it, or I tell you, look at such and such a video that I do, and it's on there. Then you practice that. You come back to me by with, you know, after you videotape it and upload it, and I either make corrections and tell you to do this instead, you know, change this or that, or I say, job well done. Let's move on to the next lesson. And then I tell you what the next lesson is. So um, I so don't know if, if anybody. If I want to enroll, where, where would I, how would I go about signing up? Is this a link? Or where yeah. can I find the material? Where can I find the info to sign up? On, on my website. So Joe will put a link in this description, uh, you know, on the YouTube channel. But for those who are only listening via audio, it's catchrussell.com. Uh, and then you, you'll go to that site and then just look uh, at the links on there for training and you will see the Tri-C page and, you know, sign up. And the thing is, because it's personalized, it's not like an uh, assembly line, I can't have a thousand members, okay? 
I, I have right. to monitor it so I have enough time to go through this. And especially now with the way the COVID has been and the face of training has changed and there's people all over the world who still are on travel restrictions, sign up, join, start your training now. We do it, you know, distance wise, you know? Um, and then when you get the chance to come to Chicago, you stay with me. Uh, you don't have to worry about hotels or any jazz like that. And um, yeah. 24 seven training when you're in Chicago. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you're staying with me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not I all training. Huh? I can't believe there are people just listening to this and not watching. I put on all this makeup and eyeliners for nothing. Your rouge looks pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but that kind of like dark brown going with your, you know, skin tone. It's, it's... If, if I had Joe's haircut, it would just top it off even better. Well, you don't want to you don't want to put goals that are unreachable, though, Bruce. That's one thing. You know, you want to know what your limits are and, and try and work for the things that you can. I'm not saying you can't get close, but you know, you and, talk about those ten thousand hours. You know, no, I think you're right. Sacrifice. You know, you've got ping pong. You've got a lot of things going on, and it's you know, if you're willing to put those things on hold for hair, then maybe it's a possibility. I did have you, kind of a, a more serious question kind of related to kind of pitching the in-person training. Now I know obviously with COVID we want, you know, you know, if people are vaccinated and stuff, they can come and stay with Tony and train there. But I, I really think there's a huge value obviously doing it. You know, I, a lot of people just learn from the videos, you know, Tony spells out the techniques so clearly that a lot of times people will get submissions just from watching his videos. You know, I've heard countless stories of people like that where they're like, Oh, the little details he gave on video. But like for me personally, one of my experiences when I went to the, the tool and die for just, I was like an informal seminar when he actually put it on me and I felt it for the first time, like done yeah. by the, all of a sudden it was, it was kind of like, I wouldn't like shocking the level of pain was something that I hadn't experienced. And I was going to kind of ask you because, you know, you guys were talking about when you first met and you were guys were going to, I don't know if you're going to drill or roll a little bit or go live. What was your, cause obviously you're an experienced wrestler. You have a high level college, you coach. What was it when you're like, you know, cause for a lot of people, even college wrestlers, they've never heard of catch wrestling. So what was that right. transition for you? What was those first experience? I, okay. So a couple of things when we first rolled, I, it was, I could win the position. Right. Like I could take him, I could take Tony down, but I didn't get submitted. Or if Tony was behind me, I could get out or I could try to reverse, but then I get submitted. Something would always happen. And once I move, you know, start working the position and get submitted. But some of these were not positions I wasn't unfamiliar with. Um, and, and so once I started learning with Tony, the fact that this thing wasn't BJJ, because BJJ was, you know, by far, and then even now, primarily, you know, what dominates the whole scene. Um, but it was way more closely related to what I have seen and learned and done. And the ph philosophy was also way closer. It was more to be active, right? And then you could try to submit somebody in, you know, you want to get to the position, but there's moves that you could pull off in transition, right? And then also on... Right. You know, you want to fight a position game, but in between transition is where things happen a lot that you could catch people um, or the setups. Right. That's what happens when you, wrestling is a positions game. And, and then when when you're fighting for that position, you're actually setting up your next what's to come, whether it's a position or, you know, you're going for a submission. So those things were a, a little more natural. 
because a lot of Tony stuff ultimately, you know, it, the, some of the, the positioning philosophy wasn't the same as jujitsu, right? That's kind of like the, the, the biggest difference, you know? Um, so, so for me, it, it was fairly, it, it was, it felt very natural to, to grow into some of that. Um, because a lot of some of the stuff that I had learned as an amateur wrestler, honestly, if I had tweaked it a little bit or pressure, you know, one way or another, the, the outcome would be different, right? Like in, in, in amateur wrestling, when you're behind somebody and you run like a traditional arm bar that you want to, you know, run a chicken wing, they call it, but it's really only a chicken wing when you go, when you don't go 90 degrees, when you're an amateur wrestler, you got to put that thing at 90 and run it. But, you know, if you really want to hurt somebody, you just take that thing and angle it a little differently and pressure it down and then run it. And, but don't let them go anywhere. And then that thing is going to pop, right? It's little things like that where, oh, I, my goal used to be turn the guy. Now I'm just like, oh, I could put this on and don't let him turn. And it's going to pop. Well, don't I want to interject, too, because uh, Bruce made something very valid. You know, like I get behind him and then he would move. I'd, he'd get out. And that's the whole point. If you're just holding a guy and it's static and nothing's happening, I want movement. I want to let him move and think he's going somewhere. That's springing the trap. And right. so basically, if you're all cuddled up and, you know, turtled up, it, it's it's harder sometimes to get something. I want the guy to move. I want him to think he's getting somewhere. And then boom. Um Right. You're creating the movement. It's the setup, right? The so if the guy doesn't move the way you want, then you got to make him move that way a little bit. All right. I'm going to throw something out here, but I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to, you know, embarrass anybody. Yeah. Got nothing to do with us, but some guy that I know, very, 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 very high level. Uh, not, I don't even want to say the martial arts style, but it's grappling oriented. He sparred against another very, 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 very famous grappler. And the bottom line is the guy had him in a hold down and the other famous grappler absolutely could not get out. Okay. There was no hope of getting out. And, and he said, you know, where I come from, you don't win by a hold down. So the guy on top just basically relinquished the hold and, you know, let the guy roll around some more. So that's the point. Sometimes you get, you get so, you know, tied up with, I want to hold this position or I want to just, you know, you're never going to, you're, you know, nothing's going to happen here. In a fight, it should be over quickly. And the only way that's going to happen is if I can let you move. And once you're moving, there's shit that I'm going to grab. And, you know, Bruce has seen it. And that's, that's my philosophy. But it's always control. You know, I try to control the situation. Even when you think you're in control, you're not. Yeah. I think, like, and also in, in terms of like detail, you know, the details are what the basics are all the same, but small details will make the difference. I think one of the biggest thing, for example, if, you know, people are listening to this for the first time or whatever is the little twist that you put on all your top wrist locks, right? I'll never forget that. I haven't had to use it in a while. I haven't had to really top wrist lock anybody, but you put that little twist in. And it's game over before you know it. That's the difference, right? I mean, Joe, I don't know if you, you probably felt that a hundred, you know, thousand times by now, but there's a difference being someone holding you like this versus all of a sudden the arm becomes like this. There's a tremendous leverage here. And then also the fact that 
if you could, you know, do one of these little deals versus leaving an arm out here for them to have the physics and the leverage to fight it, right? I mean, this just immobile, this is the arm before you do anything else with it. And little things like that. You're the same way with your takedown details, you know, um, you, you do little things, you know, the way you position your hand or the way you, you, you squat down and just little scientific things that just elevate it to another, to another level. And you're able to uh, tell, you can not just demonstrate, but you can verbalize this stuff to people in a way that I've never seen. Um, so you really have that. Oh, thank you. You know, I mean, and I've said it before, you're, when it comes to coaching, you know, it's just amazing. Sometimes I'd sit back and I'd watch how you were talking to people. And like I said, you're real calm. I'm the, I'm the hyper guy, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's totally different than jujitsu in the fact that it may look similar to the untrained eye. But, you know, it's, it's just not. There's so many subtleties and science and just technique that um, – but it doesn't mean that you cannot learn if you've been doing jujitsu because – the bulk of my students are BJJ guys, okay? Because um, that, like you said, is the predominant martial art out there as far as, you know, grappling goes. Uh, well, has, hasn't BJJ even changed a little bit in the last 20 years? A little bit. But it, it, I see nowadays that at least nobody, no, nothing goes on for like two, three hours or half a day anymore, right? Like it's not just two people laying there and then waiting for somebody to get tired at this point. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I think some of it too is the rules, but uh, but yeah, I mean, but BJJ is no longer BJJ really because it's yeah. incorporated a lot of grappling. <clears throat> Hell, 25 years ago they were using my stuff, you know. And no leg locks ever came out of there. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that, that that's that's a like, little bit of history though. So yeah, we've yeah. had yeah, but anyway, not to get on that. Hey, but do do any of these forms still exist? I haven't been on an internet forum in at least 15 years. I won't go because it's all trolling and all bullshit. I refuse to go. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious, you know, also because the internet has changed so much since we were earlier. This is Joe. This was the dial up base that yeah. some of these online shit used to happen. It's just like all text, right? No, no graphics. No graphics. Very little. Any graphics came. Remember a, a very famous person put your name on his grappling dummy and was challenging us to fights. A very famous person who has a broadcast and was on uh, primetime TV shows and used to be an announcer. That yeah. graphic, those graphics took forever to load back in those old days when people used to challenge each other to fights on the, <laughs> on the internet. Oh yeah. It was a bunch of bullshit back then, you know, dialogue, oh. anything. I remember that I had bought some stuff, some music stuff um, and, you know, music files, band in the box is what it was. And I decided, well, instead of getting the CDs, I'll just try to download it. Well, that just did not work. Okay. Cause you kept, get, get, kept getting disconnected and right. you know, eventually had to say, no, you got to send them to me. And then there used to be uh, where you could buy instead of like, un, un, like we now we pay a monthly fee for internet. It used to be that you could buy for hours like yes. 12 hours a month and shit. Remember that? Yep. Yep. I mean, literally used it took forever just to read someone telling you how shitty you were on the internet. Now this fee is much faster for people to bang on you. Right. Right. <laughs> and there was no videos. I don't think, I don't remember. Oh, used to be, Oh, 
I watched all your videos and I think that you are really, and he would just load, load, load. Yeah. Shitty. And the moment was like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I remember reading some stuff about people that was just comical and, you know, total bullshit. You know, they make, yeah. make people were back then were, um, I remember just reading about celebrities, some celebrities that I actually knew. And the stuff that people would say about them was like totally false. It was like, this is unbelievable, the shit that they're saying. I mean, like stupid yeah. stuff, you know. You, you still can't trust anything you hear or see on the internet. It's so sad. No, but that's the way it is. I mean, yeah. people just want to So, Joe, what, who cuts your hair? Well, so you want trade secrets now? Is that I I do. Well, um, and late... I wasn't kidding about the hair. Do you do you are you in the hair business? No, I should really. I should market this. Um, I'm really. It's another opportunity missed. But uh, actually, there's a guy. I'll give him a plug. Uh, yeah. And it's actually, if you want to see uh, someone with even better hair, my son. Honestly, he was the one who turned me on to this guy. Uh, uh, his name is Gino, and that's all I know. He's in Lombard here. Uh, cuts hair uh, off of Main Street. I can't off the top of my head remember it. Uh, okay. But yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm actually a big fan of his. It's very affordable, like I said. So if you're in the Western Burbs, um, and maybe well, even if you're not, people make your way out there. When I'm in Chicago, I might go out there for a haircut. I mean, look how good that fucking hair looks. I'm so jealous. I might go too. We, we yeah, should, you should. We should show of it, honestly. So we, there's been a lot of talk. I know, Bruce, I don't know if you've been following it, but we have been tracking the progress of my hair over through COVID because it was long for a while. It wasn't ponytail long, but it was getting there. But then, yeah, um, you know, so it's, 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 it's much like, you know, all of our struggles in life. There's ups and downs, like we talk about our training and our weight and our grappling skills. Same thing applies to hair. It's all applicable. I, I absolutely agree. Believe it or not, hair is a regular topic on my search stream, in my, my search history. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, you know, because now I'm thinking, do I want to keep this hair forever? You know, I have to get a cut. Do I want to get a cut back to it? I had short hair almost my whole life. Right. So now I don't know. I'm struggling. I have to give it some more thought. But you, I really dig your hair. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah, when you're back in town, we'll do a, a thing of it for sure. We'll hook we'll you up. Yeah. Yeah, if we awesome. time right, I might go with you. We can all get a haircut. First, oh, that'd be great. It would be a field style, trip. Can this guy style my hair? Because I want to get it a little different. You know, I'm getting tired of 40 years or so I've had it like this. Yeah, I think so. I think he's open to, he can talk you through styles and stuff. Like I said, I, I kind of had an idea what I wanted. And so I just kind of said, do it, you know, X, Y, and Z. And he did it. So, you know, I mean, and so, yeah, just one more success story. He's an Italian. Oh, it's great. It's yes. the basics. Guy's got the basic skills, and then he's gotten really, really good at it. Definitely. He's a kung fu. He's a kung fu. He has kung fu in his haircuts. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what else is happening? What, do, what, what else can I share? I'm just so glad to see you. I, I, you know, it's been so wonderful. And that's what, like, getting to the Tri-C thing. This is how it can be, too. Sometimes we can do the Tri-C members – Sometimes if schedules don't conflict, we can do some live stuff like this. Like I could actually watch you live. Well, this is great to see you live, even though we can't physically be together. Maybe in you know a couple months we will, or no, next month, August. Yeah, um, 
it just, it's just, I miss you. You know, we, we have a lot of catching up to do and, yes. you know, and, and I would encourage anybody who hasn't, you know, if you have, you know, keep doing it. But if you haven't, take a class with Tony, you know, get in touch with Joe, um, you know, and, and learn something, learn something new, get in shape, do something. And it, it's absolutely doable in the video setting now. I mean, I've been training new hires for my company remotely over video. We figure out a way to do it. It's a little more you know, it was, there's a little bit more hassle to it, but it's absolutely can be done. And I, I could definitely see the benefit, especially if you're able to do this with somebody, you know, um, that in real time and, and, you know, you'd be able to correct positions and, you know, things like that. That's way better than, you know, just sending a video even. Yeah. So. And it's convenient and you can do it at different, you know, again, as long as time schedules, you know, are right. Um, yeah, I just hope people take advantage of it. I've been saying this for the longest period of time, but, you know, to be honest, because, you know, I don't bullshit. I don't try to do this marketing jazz. If people don't sign up and if people don't support, da da da, I, I got to work, then I, I have to shut down and, and do go yeah. to a direction like you have. You know, you're doing this work to get um, retirement. Well, I don't have a retirement. Right. I've been training people. So now it's getting to that push come to the shove thing. And, uh, you know, really, this should be so much more popular than, you know, any other martial art out there, frankly, when it comes to the grappling stuff. So we just keep hoping, Joe and I and Nico and others that, you know, that it'll pick back up again and explode. And Well, you know, I, yeah, I encourage people to become a member on the YouTube channel. If nothing else, click and subscribe and yeah. uh, start hitting the like button. Absolutely. And, and support Tony in any way you can. And even uh, the monthly monthly membership thing we got going out a ten dollar yeah. uh, a video that that's never been released you at least start with that you know follow him on facebook follow him on instagram do you have tiktok yet i don't do any of the joe handles all of that i don't know anything okay about so but follow right start yeah. start there follow subscribe hit likes and uh get those things going so you're at least up to date on uh, on all the content yeah, that's a good thing. See, I don't, I don't know even how to market that. I should say this on every broadcast. Yes. Right? So we got to yes. do it. That's okay. There's a button below, everyone. So if you like this video, you like this podcast, hit the like button, and also over here is subscribe. Don't forget to hit that one too, please. Yeah, we're not even monetized on YouTube. Um, so there's, we do all of this without a penny coming in. Um, so yeah, I, I and this is literally a Sunday afternoon, and we're just hanging out, guys. I mean, yeah. this is not even done on, during work. So this is all just out of the love for each other and uh, and catch wrestling. Yeah, and we do love each other. We've been through a lot of ups and downs, breakups with women and just deaths and uh, moves, you know, things like that. Uh, we've been through life. We've, you know, shit, we've known each other 25 years. I mean, come on. Yeah, so crazy. You don't look any different. Oh, I feel different, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, I know you look the same. You look better than than the last time I saw you because you have lost the weight, um, and you just you have a great attitude. But you got to get back to Chicago, man. Enough with this. I'm, I'm working on that. I will be back, and I will see you absolutely, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, definitely, we need to get you back on. We've we've talked with some of the other. The old timers should kind of do a class reunion when you guys are all there together. We can get the group of you on, you know, 
get Brian and Costa and my everybody. Absolutely. So my my part of this now my, my schedule is slightly different. So I went from I'm starting a new position within the company. I've already started the last few months. Um, so that's free me up quite a bit on, on you know, n- normal nights. Otherwise, um, on weekends, what I used to do is I just eat and sleep and then, then try to, you know, recover. Um, but now uh, I have way more time because of, uh, you know, th- this new thing I got going in life. So you guys hit me up anytime. And I apologize, Joe, it took me a while to get back to you. Um, and, and sorry for that. And uh, but hopefully after this one, you know, if you need me again, I'll be, you know, communicating much more regularly and easier to get a hold of. Awesome. So, you know, well, on that note, then I guess we'll, we'll wrap this show up because we've been going on for almost two hours. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, now that we hear that Bruce will be back, then we, we can save stuff for the next episode with Bruce because, man, we have the stories to tell and uh, they are very entertaining. Most of them, ninety nine of them are good. All of them are fun. And, and I support Tony. Whatever you need me to do, you just let me know. Uh, that's how I'm gonna support you hundred percent. I still have my, believe it or not, I still have my wrestling shoes just in the other room. The <laughs> same pair that I wore at the two and die shop. I'm not even kidding. So that's the last pair of wrestling shoes I bought, and I still take them with me everywhere I go. Hey. Here's mine from back in the day, right? I still right, have you just have to wait. Give me a second. Hold yeah, on. you got all the time in the world, man. I, you know, I had a nice pair of blue ones that I think they were blue that I used in the Lost Art of Hooking, and somebody stole those. Out of me. But all right, yeah. let me find these. Hold on, they're not. I just had a show and tell the other day because these are one of the oldest things in my apartment. That's funny. That was the topic. What's the oldest thing you have in here? I thought it was leftover Chinese food. Oh, no, I just threw all that out. That was in the fridge. <laughs> You're not, oh, it was so disgusting. So I was, I told you, I've been kind of all over the place. I've been in Chicago a little bit. I've been in Seattle visiting family and then living in California. The last few times I left California, I forgot to uh, take something out of my Instapot and take stuff out of my fridge. And I didn't come back for three, until three months later. Oh, God. So I still have these. Oh, yes, I remember those. Those are from the Lost Art Yeah. This is like a... Look at oh, yours. Joey, what do you got, baby feet? No, look, it said the mic's hiding them. Can you see those? I'll do oh, three. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I got the nice fluorescent ones. Not as cool as yours. You, you got some great colors on yours. Oh, these are super old. They're, they're re-releasing these. That's how old these are. You see all the dirt from the two and die shop? <laughs> Yeah, that's just all right dirt. Yeah, yeah, no, this is literally just the dirt from two and die. See, we don't give and, out black belts. We give out black shoes. Yeah, and this is back in the day when I used to take shots that you could, you could still see that occasionally I take a shot and then, then in the front would be rubbed out. I think I had these in college, actually, and then I started wearing – these are the last pair I wore in college. Remember, there used to be that wrestling su- supply store not far. It was in yes. Frank- wasn't like right down the street yeah it was cool to go there and you know because you could get all the supplies and shit um but anyway yep i'm glad to see you i want to i want to thank you so much bruce and i'll take you up on all of that we want to see you again soon we're going to figure it out and joe as always it's a pleasure to see you and um hopefully you know i'll be seeing you soon 
in person, and uh, we'll go from there. So everybody out there in, in internet land, uh, I really do want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you, everybody who's been supporting me for over 20-some years uh, since Bruce and I made The Lost Art of Hooking, and some of you even before The Lost Art of Hooking came out. So, you know, we may not always be in contact, but I know that, you know, you guys are in my thoughts. And some of you people I only know by screen names. Others I know because I've met through seminars. But don't ever think a day goes by that I'm not grateful that I, I, I've run into some wonderful people on the Internet. So thank you. And make sure you make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, follow Tony on Facebook, to, follow Tony and Joe, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, TikTok, once they have one and uh, leave a comment and uh, let them know what you think and sign up for Tri-C. All right, guys. Thank you. And Thanks. we'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. It's Bye. good to be here. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Love you, Bruce. Thank you.